Corner from 6 p.m. Today's psalm is 121, A Song of Ascents. Please read with me. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Guide me, O thy great Jehovah, pilgrim through this barren land. I am weak, but thou art mighty. Hold me with thy powerful hand. I love that hymn because it reminds us that we are pilgrims in this world, pilgrims in this barren land. Uh, so uh, we are not settlers here, we're just travelling through life. Heaven is our home, earth is not our home. And on this journey we called life with twists and turns, with so many surprises, some are delightful, others are more difficult, as we navigate different seasons of life and different terrains. And we're heading to this perfect place called home. But we need to know who will guide us and who will guard us, who will help us and protect us and be with us and make sure we actually arrive at home. And that is Psalm 121. I've called this psalm, Enjoying God as our helper as we journey through life. Enjoying God as our helper as we journey through life. Uh, psalm 121 is one of the Psalms of Ascent or the Pilgrim Psalms. It's part of a collection from Psalm 120 to Psalm 134. And God's people would say or sing these psalms as they journeyed up to Jerusalem. So three times a year, God asked them to go to Jerusalem for the Passover, for Pentecost and the Feast of Tabernacles. But why would God ask them to do that? Uh, listen to this quote. Under the leadership of Moses, the Israelites were nomadic people for 40 years. But after settling in Canaan, the Lord required them to go to Jerusalem three times a year. He reminded them that spiritually speaking, they were still a pilgrim people and they needed to depend on the Lord. Too many believers today want to be settlers, not aliens and strangers in this world. We're far too happy to settle down in our comfort zones, surrounded by our possessions, and live as though the Lord Jesus Christ was not coming again. No, our citizenship is in heaven, and everything needs to feel temporary as we make this pilgrim journey called life. First, we're pilgrims in this barren land. We're heading home. But as we do this journey called life, who will help you. Look at verse 1. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? Uh, the mountains in verse 1 are, are majestic, they're immovable, it's a picture of permanence and power. 
But more specifically, this is a, a psalmist who is looking towards Jerusalem, to the Mount of Jerusalem. He says, I'm here, I'm heading there, but the road between me and it is bumpy and it is dangerous. And so he is feeling anxious. The road to Jerusalem was a dangerous road. You, you learn that from the power of the Good Samaritan. It's the same road. It's a haven for robbers. He's saying, am I going to be safe on this journey called life? But he's full of anticipation because he's, he's going to the holy city to meet with his God, to worship God. And that is life, isn't it? Who will help us on this journey called life? I hope you know you can't always help yourself. And your friends and your families can't always help you. So who is your helper? The word comes in verse 2, my help comes from the Lord. Uh, the word for help is the word Ezer. It's how you get the word Ebenezer, stone of help. Who is my Ebenezer? Who will comfort me and guard me and guide me and see me? And the answer comes immediately. My help comes from the Lord, from Yahweh. Uh, he lifts his eyes beyond the mountains to the maker of the mountains, beyond the maker of the mountains to the maker of the universe. He says, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He's saying, my helper is my maker. Uh, the one who flung stars into space and knows them by name, the one who made the sun and the moon with the word, the one who made the trees and the birds and the oceans and the fish and the mountains and the valleys, he is my helper. The one who is omnipotent and omniscient and, and omnipresent, he is my helper. And as John 1 and Colossians 1 and Hebrews 1 remind us, our creator is also our redeemer, the Lord Jesus Christ. This is God's world. We live in God's world. As the kid's song says, he's got the whole world in his hands. But the second verse says this, he's got you and me in his hands. Because he's not just powerful but he's present not just a distant creator but a close companion to do life with where does my help come from from the lord a quick aside in the bible mountains are often the place where god provides help i think genesis 22 at mount moriah he provided help for abraham in providing a ram instead of his son isaac Exodus 20, up Mount Sinai, he provided help to Moses through the Ten Commandments. Jesus preached the most famous sermon on the mountain, on the mount. It was at the Mount of Transfiguration where you got a glimpse of his glory and heard the words, you are my son. At the Mount of Crucifixion where the Son of God sacrificed himself for you. At the Mount of Olives where he ascended to the Father's side, sitting, reigning and ruling today. And it's Mount Zion the holy city, the new Jerusalem, where you and I are heading. But listen carefully, God does not say, well, I saved you, now get your way to heaven. No, he says, I, I saved you, and I will keep you, and I will help you, and I'll walk with you every step of the way until you reach your destination. Ever read, ever read Pilgrim's Progress? It's a great book. A Christian and his friends, faithful and hopeful, heading towards a celestial city. But to get there, they go through the valley of humiliation. 
and the doubting castle and the delectable mountains and amid ignorance and flatterer. It's just life, my friends. In life, you'll have relationships which are wonderful and woeful. Uh, you have parents that it's a joy most of the time and very painful some of the time. You'll have financial worries. You'll have work crises and faith crises. And who will help you every step of the way? And the answer is your Lord, Yahweh, the compassionate, gracious God. Let me give you three truths. The providence of the Lord is over you. The providence of the Lord is over you. That is verse 3. He, God, Yahweh, will not let your foot slip. He'll hold on to you. He'll order your life in a way that you make it to heaven. He's in control. He guides you. He guards you. What is providence? It's a big word. Let me read this catechism. The almighty and everywhere present power of God, whereby, as it were, by his hand, he still upholds heaven and earth and all creatures. And he governs herbs and grass, rain and drought, fruitful barren years, meat and drink, health and sickness, riches and poverty. All things come not by chance, but by his fatherly hand. So we may be patient in adversity and thankful in prosperity, for nothing happens outside of his will. That is providence. The way that God works day and night. He is behind all things. He orchestrates all things. He upholds all things. Nothing happens in your life by chance, by luck, by fate or by fortune. Those it-just-so-happen moments. Christians call that God's providence because he's over it and in it and behind it. The best illustration is the tapestry. God is creating a tapestry of your life and one day you'll see the beautiful picture of what he's been doing. But for the moment, you just see behind the scenes. You see all the messy threads and it looks like chaos, but God is creating a masterpiece. That's what verse 3 is saying. He will not let your foot slip. On this treacherous journey called life, God has got you, God holds you, and God will not let you slide down the mountain. You ever been hill climbing or mountain climbing and your foot slips and you go tumbling down. It feels like you're going to right down to the bottom. You shout, help! And someone holds you. That is God in life. God is a bit like those rock climbing holes that he puts in the right position so you could just go through life and get there to glory. Spurgeon said this, though the paths of life are dangerous and difficult, yet we will stand fast. For Yahweh will not permit our feet to slide. And if he will not allow it, we shall not be moved. God keeps our feet firm, firm in his grace, firm in his gospel, firm in his peace, firm in his presence, firm in his hope, firm in his strength. God holds us. And I know life can be messy sometimes. You know that beautiful poem by Corrie ten Boom? Let me read it to you. My life is but a weaving between my God and me. I cannot choose the colours he weaveth steadily. Oft times he weaveth sorrow, and I in foolish pride forget he sees the upper and I the underside. Not till the loom is silent and the shuttle cease to fly will God unroll the canvas and reveal the reason why. 
The dark threads are as needful in a weaver's skilful hand as the threads of gold and silver in a pattern he has planned. He knows, he loves, he cares. Nothing this truth can dim. He gives the very best to those who leave the choice to him. He's in control. He sees everything, verse 3. He watches over you and he will not slumber. Indeed, verse, I love that word indeed. It literally, behold, behold, look, see, believe this. He who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. He's saying God sees everything. God is eternally alert. His eyes are always on you. There's nothing that happens in your life that God doesn't notice or see. That's a comfort, isn't it? In, in the pagan world, the pagan gods, they got tired. They needed to take a nap, take a break. That's why in 1 Kings chapter 18, there's that wonderful chapter where Elijah has this almost sanctified sarcasm against the prophets of Baal. He says this, shout louder. Surely he's a god. Maybe he's deep in thought or busy or traveling. Maybe your god is sleeping and must be awakened. Maybe he's taking a nap, getting distracted. We often get distracted and miss important moments in life. As a, as a parent, you get distracted and miss the winning goal and say, did you see it, Dad? Oh, sorry, I was just scrolling through Instagram. God never gets distracted. He doesn't need eight hours sleep a night to function well. His eyes are always on you. As you know, Charles Spurgeon suffered deep, deep depression. He said these amazing words, if God is in control... If his name is hallowed, then that means that he's in control of my depression. Fate is blind. Providence has eyes. Providence has eyes. God sees everything happening in your life. Psalm 34, verse 15, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. And you can add 24-7. And that is comforting. I know sometimes it doesn't feel as though God sees you. Sometimes it feels as though God has left you. He hasn't. He's doing a hundred thousand things in your life behind the scenes that you're not aware of. But he never loses sight of you. So the providence of of, of the Lord is over you. Secondly, the, the presence of the Lord is beside you. That is verses five and six. The Lord watches over you. Spot the link letter verse 4. If he can watch over Israel, he can watch over you. If he can watch over the new Israel, the church, he can watch over you. It is so personal, verse 5. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. God is saying to you, my friends, I will always be with you. I wasn't just beside Moses and Joshua and the greats, and beside you always. He's your shade, it says. Shade is God's protective presence. It's like a a beautiful summer's day and the the sun is fierce. And when you get into into shade, you feel that relief. It's pleasant. You're safe. He's your shade at your right hand. So he's right there beside you. So the moment you wake up, God is with you. The moment you lay lay your head down, he is there beside you. Every moment of every day, he's there in your life, walking beside you. 
through the mountains, the valleys, the difficulties, the dangers, the delights. He's always there. The psalmist says this, verse 6, The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. So all times, day and night, in all dangers, sun and moon, God is right there alongside you. So the sun will not harm you by day. In the Middle East, the sun was fiercely hot. Without shade, you would surely die. Without God beside you, your life would go astray. The moon by night, at night times when the the bad things happen, God is there even then. He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. Let me ask you, does God promise his presence with you month by month? No. Week by week? No. Day by day? No. Hour by hour? No. Minute by minute? No. Second by second? No. Nanosecond by nanosecond? Yes. Every minute second of every day, he's right there beside you, walking with you. You are never, ever, ever alone. And again, I know sometimes it doesn't feel like that. I know sometimes it feels like God has left you. So how do you keep on telling yourself this truth, that he's your shade? For me, three, three quick things. I memorize scripture. Hebrews 13, never will I leave you nor forsake you. Psalm 91, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Or I memorize songs or hymns like, guide me, O thy great Jehovah. The second verse is amazing. Open now the crystal fountain whence the healing waters flow. Let the far and cloudy pillar lead me all my journey through. Strong deliverer, strong deliverer, be thou still my strength and shield. Or I just keep going back to a poem I love. I know it's kitsch. I know we can have some theological debate about it. But that beautiful poem, Footprints in the Sand. Let me read it. One night I dreamed a dream. I was walking along the beach with my Lord, Across the dark sky flashed scenes from my life. And each scene I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand, one belonging to me and one to my Lord. When the last scene of my life shot before me, I looked back at the footprints in the sand. There's only one set of footprints. And I realised this was the lowest and saddest times of my life. This always bothered me and I questioned the Lord about my dilemma. Lord, you told me when I decided to follow you, you would walk and talk with me all the way. But I'm aware that during the most troublesome times of my life, there's only one set of footprints. I don't understand why. Why, when I need you most, why did you leave me? And he whispered, my precious child, I love you and I will never leave you. Never, ever during your trials and testings. When you saw only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. The presence of the Lord is beside you, the providence over you, and lastly, his protection is is all around you. The the protection of the Lord is all around you. That is verses seven and eight. The Lord will keep you from all harm. That does not imply a trouble-free life. That is a false gospel. It doesn't imply a cushioned life. But it says that nothing will happen in your life to derail you from your journey to heaven. God will be there. 
protecting you through the, the highs and the lows. Remember Psalm 23? Even though I walk through the darkest of valleys, you are with me. Even though God doesn't airlift us over the dark valleys, he takes us into dark valleys and through dark valleys and out the other side, but he will keep us from all harm. Remember Joseph? What a crazy roller coaster life he led from prime minister to prison, from, from the king's palace to accusations. But he can say his amazing words in Genesis 50 verse 20, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. God works in our life to protect us from the harms and the dangers that will derail us. Physical harm, emotional harm, spiritual harm. Are those times painful? Of course they are. Are they paralyzing? No, because God is our keeper. That's why I love Romans 8, verses 35 to 39. This is not a random list of situations. He is familiar with all these things. Let me read it. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble? No. Hardship? No. Persecution? No. Famine? No. Nakedness? Danger or sword? No. No, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. More than conquerors, we have victory in the Lord Jesus. Victory over sin, uh, the power of sin, the penalty of sin, victory over the world, the flesh and the devil. Victory. He said, I'm convinced that neither death, life, Angels, demons, the present, the future, nor any power, height, depth, nor anything in creation will separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That is Psalm 121. He'll watch over your coming and your going, both now and forevermore, verse 8. There's nothing happening in your life, big or small, that he's not protecting you from harm from. And that's helpful, isn't it? I often pray prayers of what I want and God sometimes says no. And in hindsight, he was protecting me because I thought I knew best, but actually he knew what was best for me. This journey called life is difficult. As Eugene Peterson says, the Christian life is not a quiet escape to the garden where we can walk and talk uninterrupted with God. It's not a fantasy trip to a heavenly city where we can compare blue ribbons and gold medals with others who made it to the winner's circle. The Christian life is going to God. And in going to God, Christians travel the same ground that everyone else walks on. We breathe the same air, drink the same water, shop in the same stores, read the same newspapers, are citizens under the same governments, and we fear the same dangers. But each step we walk, each breath we breathe, we know we are preserved by God, accompanied by God, ruled by God, and he will preserve us from all evil. That is so true. Such a wonderful psalm. Every line is dripping with gold and goodness. Who's your helper? God is your helper. David Livingstone, the great missionary, had this psalm read at his commissioning service. He prayed it every day, but he prayed it through the lens of Jesus. He said this, Jesus knows every hair of my head. He is in control of everything. Uh, Jesus is the one who walks beside me. He never leaves me nor forsakes me. And Jesus is the one who will hold me and complete the good work that he began in me. Friends, we're on a journey to heaven. This is not home. 
And on that journey, you have the best helper, the Lord Jesus Christ. And he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. So trust him to be the best helper that you'll ever need. Let me pray. These are the words of Jude 24, 25. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy, to the only God our Saviour be glory, majesty, power and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord. And from number six, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you his peace. Amen.